0: Welcome to Soul Reverence, a safe place for you to embody your divinity more and more. We offer tools of astrology, herbalism, intuitive guidance, energy healing, and we share our personal experiences. My name is Nicole Love. I live on the northernmost coast of California. I'm a psychic, intuitive energy healer, guide, and teacher.
1: Living in a spiritual and loving path is what brings joy to my life. And my name is Mariana and I'm in Humboldt County, California. I'm an herbalist, shamanic astrologer and teacher and the owner of Trinity Herbals and Wellness Center. I'm here bringing in wisdom and nourishment from the plant people and cosmos with visions and connections between earth and sky. So let us all open our hearts to feel into our divinity and remember ourselves home with the living relationships between Mother Earth and Great Father Sky. For us to fully embody ourselves as the greater mystery. The more we open to greater mystery, the more greater mystery opens itself to us.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Super Full Moon and Sagittarius episode. We are a little bit delayed because Mariana was on her healing journey through COVID and we're definitely going to be talking about healing and COVID. We're also going to be talking about Venus and how she's moved now into our solar plexus gate. We're going to talk about Saturn and retrograde and we're going to talk about lemon balm as our herb and maybe a little bit of sun and gemini but mariana do you want to kick us off with starting with venus
1: before we talk about the venus gate i just wanted to remind everybody what the morning star venus is about and it i started to really think about it during the covid process because it's like to really be clear about ourselves like what is that intent how to rise up and meet these challenges for our path ahead and this was a really big challenge <laughs> challenge for me a lot of my old constructs a lot of my limitations showed up as far as feeling not good enough where to take that power back and so that grief was really present for me you know is like to really acknowledge what i was letting go and what to acknowledge actually what was what was holding me back or maybe even things that i was attached to Um, as far as old storylines and stuff, I really had a, a big journey as far as actually just my past and, um, my family and things like that. And so remembering that Venus Morningstar is that conscious choice to move forward, but it's like how to step in that place of, of really choosing. And so we entered the solar plexus gate on May 26, 2002. And even though she was in the sign of Aries that day, and with morning star Venus, we always have that energy of Aries behind her. So it's about taking that bold, noble action, but it's about commitment. And Aries is the only actional sign of the Zodiac. And so with that, I just want to bring in the Aries archetype just a little bit. So this is householder fire. So this isn't just about taking inspired action just for ourselves. It's for the whole you know, and to really stand in our truth. And it was that quote that we had brought in from Dane Rajard that I love is that if we don't truly stand in our truth, there's a hole in the universe from where we were supposed to be. So it's like, where's that mission and purpose within this? And this is on a soul level, you know, to have a clear yes and no, to really know where our courage and dedication is and how to be that total and incomplete individual self, but to really know that, you know, Aries says, I can do this, I can handle myself and I have the courage to to be myself. And so with the solar plexus gate, you know, this is about owning our own personal powers. Like where do we stand in that true place of light within ourselves and to trust ourselves in all of our actions and to have courage. So this is about anchoring our emotions and our psychic balance, embodying our self value and knowing that we're enough and knowing and acting from our own true will and really trusting in every single choice that we create and make in our lives. Okay, so when we really own ourselves and all that we are, we can start to acknowledge where the shadow place comes in. So we can start to see where we give our own personal power away. Or when we get caught up in old addictions and work habits, because when we do, it's almost like we're validating something, right? Or something that we're being rewarded and something that we know how to do. And the reason why it becomes an addiction is because we kind of know what to expect right? So you can find this false sense of power through it. And then the other one is, you know, placing power, you know, your power over other people, whether it be in a demeaning way or in a superficial way or being condescending to others, anything that you're doing to make yourself feel better than the other person. Again, it's just a demeaning way of validation. And then the other one is being overwhelmed by other people's opinions on you. And that's because with the shadow side, it's like you're looking outside of yourself for that validation and for that light. And so this can go with refusing to choose and allowing others to choose for you, but you're really putting your place, putting yourself in a place of a lack of power.
0: Yeah, what I was feeling with Venus in my solar plexus was that she comes in and she helps hold space for you to be in your power. Because just like you were saying, a lot of times, like we're going, going, doing, 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 we're not even in our power. We're just going and moving so much to feel powerful, but we haven't even come into our power yet. It's so funny. Just by doing, we're thinking we're, we're, thinking we're powerful. And so allowing Venus to come in and help you uh, hold sacred space for yourself here in your power that's teaching you how to value yourself rather than you going, doing, doing and bringing yourself out into the world to be seen or to connect with everyone else as your value. It's more of coming into yourself and realizing that there's a lot of connections that you're making that aren't serving you and they're actually draining you. So at coming into yourself and holding that sacred space for yourself allows you to release all of those outdated connections. And then it allows you to bring more of your love and your true value into yourself. And then when you're in that area and your power center with your love and your true value, you're going to be in right action. So there won't be that need to feel like a power pull or an overpowering play there's not going to be any of those games there it's just going to be you sharing your gifts with the world you emanating your love from this powerful place of you because you are there and it's in your truth in your own power there another part of it was that when we come into this area this is an area of digestion and physically if you go into this space with Venus there she can take you into your intestines and show you what your intestines need and how are they assimilating and you can feel or just know or see what's going on with them I found found that mine were really dried up and they need like aloe juice or something like that to help them open, soften, to receive and assimilate information, you know, that we get energetically, but also nutrients from the food.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, and I find it interesting just to spin back around with the the Gemini cycle, because Gemini is ruled by Mercury, it's ruled by the mind, right? And it's like how to find that freedom and the duality of ourselves. And so with this eclipse season, as so much has come up, we can start to see what has been left that needs to be digested, but also like brought to the surface of maybe a different understanding, a different perception. Because Mercury rules perception and cognition. So it's like we start to look at things and start to ask ourselves, how am I perceiving and communicating my reality, not only to others, but really myself? And so for a lot of these things that came up during the eclipse, it was interesting. I've been talking to people because during the eclipse, it felt pretty good, you know, and, and it was really wild to look at and watch. And it was really powerful and beautiful. And, you know, with like eclipses, you know, it's kind of unknown. Some Some will say that the effects last for six weeks, some say six months, some say six years. And really, it's about us. And I think it's that key point that you just brought up. What are we digesting? What are we assimilating? What do we need to keep bringing up to really make that conscious choice so we can have right action in our lives? And as far as the power thing, you know, I feel like personal power, like you were saying is something that we don't really ever come into, you know, we have so many root chakra issues here, you know, and it seems like we can never get enough. Right. And we have a lot of, I mean, we all have issues within every chakra and obviously that all work off of each other. But to really be able to stand in that place of radiating brightly and, and feeling free from that fear, I feel like these were a lot of these questions that came up. It's like, what happens when I leave this relationship? What happens if I leave this job? What happens if I stand on my own? What happens if I really state my opinion or if I'm in my truth? It's like we start to see this place where this validation has been holding us down. And it's really a falsehood because it's that's the place where that we're giving our power away is that we're not truly validating ourselves. And I feel like that's been a lot of the things that came up, especially for me with, um, with COVID and I'll, just <laughs> I'll share the first part of my COVID experience. I, um, I honestly didn't even know that I, that I had COVID my, I had gone to, um, my daughter's dance competition and, and it was really hard for me to go because I had so much going on. And so it was hard for me to almost settle down in that place. And it, you know. And then finally when I did, it was enjoyable and I got home and I just, I had so much to do and I started to not feel well. So I did what I know how to do, right? I was like sitting in the sauna and taking my herbs and doing the neti pod. And I kept trying to just like exercise and keep sweating and keep moving to try to not allow anything to settle. And I kept getting sicker and sicker. My daughter started to feel better. She went to school And she got a positive test result. So I had to go pick her up. And of course, so I tested positive as well. And I tried to pretend like it wasn't happening, right? Because it was like that power thing. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm (laughs) going to take this power and control over this. And it really, it hit me in a whole other direction. And it was honestly, for me, it was more of a mental ride. You know, it was like, yeah, the fatigue was present. Yes, I came out of that fever place. But I still, I tried to persist and like move through my life pretending that it wasn't happening. And it really sent me into this, this emotional head trip. I almost feel like I started to question a lot of things about myself. Some things came up with my daughter and my family, and I started to just sit back and then start to realize where all this like personal power struggle was, was coming into play unknowingly. It was just these different situations that started to appear And it's been a pretty emotional journey for me.
0: Yeah. So it feels like, or sounds like it is this Venus gate almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also I was thinking about the Gemini aspect that you brought up about the communication with Mercury and in the third chakra, what I was seeing a lot um, with Venus coming in is that the third chakra, we definitely, you know, connect it with that fifth chakra place of communication, but the third chakra, we're feeling out so much and communicating so much from our third chakras. There's so many cords. It's almost like that solar plexus. It's like a ray of sunshine, you know, like all these rays of light coming off as far as cords go. And so Venus coming in and, and really just bringing you there, allowing that light to come inside of you rather than radiating out and then allowing you to just get the fullness of your power your worth and then that emanating instead of um, these rays of light coming out it's just like like that rippling effect of waves of light coming out rather than energetic cords of light coming out and so with that covid lesson it could be that oh i'm bringing in this value for myself now instead of having to go 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 do 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 b b b
1: yeah and it was almost like this force downward you know it reminds me of like the hermit card in the tarot deck you know it's like using that heart as that lantern and the more that you're willing to go in that dark but it was like almost this was I felt like part of my eclipse journey this was what arose for me you know, is like, because it felt fine. You know, it's maybe it was this unwillingness to look at some other things or some other attachments I had. And it's interesting with the communication part as far as Mercury, but what you're saying, as far as being able to embody it and have it come from a different place, this is where she's at now. She's in Taurus now with the full moon, with Uranus, the North node and Mercury. And Taurus is the only receiving sign of the Zodiac you know, it's, it's fixed earth. And when we say fixed, it's a self-interest sign. And so it's about slowing down. It's about understanding about oneself, but this Taurus is ruled by Venus. This is about the relationship that we have with ourselves. And as far as like, you know, I say the only receiving sign of the Zodiac, this is about receiving within our body you know, is knowing that we can receive pleasure unaccompanied by pain. And that's my favorite quote for Taurus because I feel like that's one of the biggest things I'm starting to learn in this life for myself. You know, I feel like a lot of us feel like we have to go through these journeys of pain in order to be able to receive, right? Like I don't deserve this to happen in my life because this didn't happen. When really it's like when we can really let go of all these old constructs and and old storylines and these things that we've put on ourselves, It's like, we really can start to master that receivership and find pleasure in it, you know, really to have trust and friendship with ourselves. And then we can radiate that into the world. And this sitting with Uranus and Taurus, Uranus is about change and it's about change from the celestial, but a lot of times Uranus can feel uncomfortable because it changes an assemblage point. So in other words, it changes things that have been in place for a very, very long time. So it's like, what is, has, what is this now changing in place? That's been in a long time within our bodies, how we're digesting things, how we're not receiving things, you know, how that, you know, the art of receivership can start to become a goal in our lives, you know, to receive love, to be loved, to really embody that and to slow down, you know, like slow down and stop and smell the roses, you know, it's to really see that beauty all around us but so it's like so much maybe has to change in that place, you know, and then the North node is taking us to where we need to go. So this is a really important step in embodying actually who we truly are. And then Mercury's in Gemini. It's like, find the freedom in your duality so that you can really open up into that place of restoring your self-worth. So you can be in a place of receiving. So you can be in this change of You know, this great time of change, but not only like radiating light, but being able to receive it and all that you are, but to really slow down and feel it in the body.
0: Yeah, what I want to share with my COVID journey is during my fever time, that was the most intense part for me. My heart was pounding super fast. And so I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's go into this. I went into my pounding heart and it took me into my dad's pain. He had heart disease. He died of a heart attack, but he had heart disease from the time he was 40 and he died in his seventies. And then through his heart pain, I went into his mom's pain and I felt her wounds. And then from her pain went in through the lineage. And so this COVID journey can be an embodiment process to do ancestor healing. And then the COVID virus took me through all different body systems, like my nervous system, my muscular skeletal system, my digestive system. I think pretty much every body system was touched by this virus. And so sitting and again, taking time and working with, Taurus, wherever it is, if ever you do get COVID, coming into yourself and working with the virus and ask it to actually upgrade your DNA so that you can receive something from this virus rather than feeling like you're getting depleted and wounded by this virus. We can change our outlook. And that I heard from a physician named Zach Bush that, all viruses are here to help us upgrade our DNA. And then I had worked with Archangel Metatron um, before and him t- talking to me about how to work with the virus and how it can help heal me and upgrade me. And then working with the COVID virus itself and communicating with, with the deva, the spirit of the virus and how that spirit can guide you into healing your body and to upgrading your whole system with it. And so it doesn't have to be the scarlet letter or this curse, (laughs) this COVID curse. It can be something that helps you, that assists you in your process.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of reading. I've been recently reading around COVID that a lot of, you know, and obviously this is just a different perception on it, um, but not only does it block vitamin D, right? So blocking that inhibition of light in the body. So it's taking us into a different place. And again, you know, I guess me just really thinking about the solar plexus gate for myself, of really having to find that own light for myself, you know, and I've been working on different light therapies. But the other thing that I was reading about it, which I found really interesting, is that his point of view is that the long haul COVID or what we've been talking about these after effects is no different than any other virus is that COVID speeds up what's already happening in the body. So anything that's already present or things that might manifest later on in our lives, it's it's starting to point it out to us so that we can start to take control over the issues that are maybe hidden or that we've been putting over. So in other words, if you've got a back problem and yes, COVID is related to lung issues, but it's n- it's not in everybody, <laughs> you know, um, some people are experiencing different variations that happen in different places in the body. Like you experience heart palpitations, you know, but that was something that needed to come up for digestion, maybe around you and your family, you know, and it could have just been a deep, deep seated fear within the body. It
0: was, so- it was ancestor healing straight up. And
1: yeah. yeah yeah and um, I felt like for me the things that came up were a lot of these you know it felt like mine was this emotional mental trip but I noticed a lot of these things that I didn't want to deal with or that I had been holding on to were coming up and everything is energetic you know We experience things energetic and then they manifest physically but as far as this upgrading place I feel like COVID really is this place of asking us you know to move forward, to let things go, to bring faster healing to the things that we actually need to pay attention to. Exactly. And so if that's the way we relate
0: to it, then that's what can happen.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, These last, you know, a couple of weeks I was mentioning, I've been doing some light therapy. I've just been working with plants and, and spending more time with myself. I'm noticing that I'm actually having more personal empowerment that i have in a long time it's a different kind of light that i'm able to to bring in and facilitate in the body so it's become empowering in the end exactly yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah really interesting and then to to add the piece of the saturn retrograde and um you know i know it's really been a big topic and obviously saturn has been in aquarius for a long time and i just want to bring in a little light on saturn before we talk about how it relates to the solar plexus, but Saturn is a middle world planet. And it's, you know, the lesson is to find the freedom and limitation. And Saturn is just an operating manual, right? The outer planets bring a strategy, right? To bring us back into alignment. So Saturn brings us an opportunity for change, where it is we need to shut our skin. What is it that we need to move out of? So it adds place, places of maturation for us. But it's interesting the way Saturn works, especially if you have a Saturn complex on your chart, is that you know, where we feel like something isn't working, we try harder and we're really focused on that, right? And then we blame ourselves and then we go into perfectionism and we keep going. And then maybe we learn the same lesson so many times within our lives and different storylines. But Saturn is literally just showing us what isn't working. If we turn our head, we find all this freedom on the other side, basically we can stop using this focus on something that maybe doesn't really matter to us, right? Right. Like, what are these old constructs? What are these old limitations that we keep trying to prove ourselves? Because we keep hitting our head on the wall on the same things. And so what I wanted to bring in around this is that there's a square to Venus here with, the, with Uranus, with the North Node, and with this Mercury placement. So just going back to that is like to find the freedom of duality in our own minds, right? To perceive that, communicate it, find humor in what we've been holding on to, to break out of things we've been holding on so tightly to, even within the body, how to take back that personal power so that we can truly move forward. We're in this great time of change right now. <clears throat> and so whenever we have a square, this is this call to action, right? And, and it's a, a step into individuation. And that is the solar plexus gate, you know? It's like how to individuate, how to stand in that personal power. And then so here, adding that retrograde piece, Retrograde just is like all those rewords, you know, like remembering, reintegrating, recommitting, reanalyzing. And so it really adds this dimension of bringing this inward in the body to slow down and see this from a different place. But the Aquarius piece is it brings the broader picture. So it allows us to detach from those emotions and those physicalities to actually see what is it that I've been hanging myself up on? Where is it that I've been committing myself to that maybe really isn't in my power? Or where are these places that I'm giving my power away or I'm not using my power? Or that, I, I, that it's really just a waste of my time because I'm so fixated on what hasn't been working that I keep trying harder. Is there something you want to add here about the retrograde piece of anything you've been experiencing?
0: Well, when I checked in with Saturn and retrograde, I went on a ride like... I was on the record, a record kind of like Saturn's rings and they were spinning and they were going backwards. And if I was stuck on something uh, like, and resistance to releasing anything or, you know, anything outdated, it would knock me off. And, and so if I changed it and I came into what the present truth is, and if I honored myself and what was going on, everything was smooth sailing everything started expanding and becoming really magical and then if i honored all of the things that i had been resisting in the past instead of being stuck on them then they just became total gems you know massive gems of wisdom and so it feels good saturn retrograde feels good
1: yeah, it really does. And I, I love this piece, you know, because Saturn can also feel like these authority figures in our lives, so, you know, that's where we get a lot of those constructs from, you know, maybe family, government, social society. And it's like, when we start to really take a look at it, it's like, I love the question of like, how to reparent myself, right? Because it's like, how to really stand in who I really am. And, and I love that, you know, like noticing if you try to go back to these old ways, because you can't unknow what you know, you can't unfeel what you feel. That it kicks you off. And that's that call to action. That's like, you know, something is going to happen. We have to stand up and do it. And that's so important to bring in back with these, the living relationship that we have here with planet Earth and the sky is that how to learn how to not be at the effect of, but to work with these cycles. You know, this is like we're being guided, we're held. And so going back to that Taurus place, you know, this Aquarius and Taurus are both fixed energy. This is both self interest. This is something that we need to figure out for ourselves. But Taurus is trying to receive it and Saturn's just bringing the lesson, the lesson to detach from all of the old, right? The old constructs, the old limitations to really let all those old story goes so that we can truly stand in our own personal power. And then with Taurus, like how to receive it and then how to stand in that strength of receiving it.
0: And so honoring it and making it sacred rather than being hung up on it and hurt by it.
1: Yeah, and also honoring that some mistakes we make in our lives are honest mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everything is intent. And so in order for us to to learn and to know that something doesn't work, you know, it's better than saying, what if you tried?
0: Yeah, and <laughs> wait, we were talking before, there's bigger pictures, there's soul contracts and things that we don't really understand on a human level until we actually get it.
1: Exactly. And to, you know, even what we were talking about and is that it all does come from a loving place. You know, mm-hmm. even when something does feel super intense that it all comes back to love. It was all it created. Does. It does, yes. Yeah. So the full moon in Sagittarius, this is a super full moon, meaning that it's closest to the earth. And one thing I like to point out about full moons in general, but also to the super full moon is that our bodies are mostly water. And so we can watch the tides come forward during a full moon. But I love this being in Sagittarius because this is about seeking for truth and standing in our truth. So it's like we're talking about rewiring this personal power. We're talking about turning inward and finding this light. And so this is the place where not only things are being illuminated to release, but this is a place where we can create right? So we can start to rewire. We can start to go back to those sacred geometries of the waters of the body and really tell ourselves a brand new story here. And so with the full moon, the moon and the sun are opposite of one another, and the moon is reflecting the sun's light. And so this is a place of illumination. And we're also looking at our own creation. And I, I love this part because sometimes we create things subconsciously, right? Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I got really fixated on that. And this is where this Saturn retrograde piece with the solar plexus is really awesome because we can honor our honest mistakes. Like, okay, well, next time I'm going to try better. This is, this is where I've been getting my giving my power away, but this is where things illuminate. We can see the full manifestation of what's been happening and we can let that go. And then we can come into this logical aspect of the sun and Gemini to find playfulness of it all and then come back into our subconscious to really bring that truth forward. So this moon is going to bring in new patterns when we can stand into those truths of ourselves, but really to be able to connect on a deeper level. So the subconscious is going to be bringing in messages of what our truth is. So the full moon is going to take place on June 14th and this to be at 4.52 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you can adjust that for wherever you are on the world. And it's at 23 degrees. And two plus three is five. So five is re-emergence of authentic self. And I love that 14. One plus four is also five. So it's like to really emerge into our authentic selves here and let the rest fall away. And remembering this is the year of the heart, the year of the six. And so what does it mean to really stand here? But just to remember to return to that place over and over and over again, like we always talk about. And that these mistakes and these journeys are are truly necessary. And that's what we're being asked to really look at here. And so Sagittarius is in service to the spirit and it is a fire sign and it's also ruled by Jupiter. And so this is a very expansive, fast moving energy and Saturn's going to help us to slow this down, but this is being in service to spirit. So this is about us being on a spiritual quest. Boldly go where we've never gone before. Jupiter says yes to life. This is about expansion. This is about being straightforward. This is about being dedicated and also going back to that place of noble truth and purpose with Venus is to like be dedicated to what, what feels powerful, what feels good in the body going back to Taurus, you know, like where can I find humor and where can I open up to receive and really continue on my true like soul path, getting off this wheel that I've been circling on that you were talking about with Saturn. You know, it's like how to get off these places where we've been almost spinning our wheels. And with Sagittarius, this is really for us to be okay with not with not knowing at all, right? Remembering that truth is relative. The more that we search for truth, the more that our truth changes. And when we're not willing to change that truth, we become extremely judgmental and we even become judgmental on ourselves. So this is a really about expanding. This is about having faith. This is about trusting our intuition. And this is about, really stepping into brand new horizons of what things can really be. And I really do feel like this is a really positive full moon and this does trine, or I'm sorry, sextile Saturn. So it's an extremely smooth flow of energy. So the truths that can come forward are, you know, where are you spending your time and energy and are they true to you? Do they make you feel powerful or take you out of your power? You know, and Saturn, like I said, is going to be grounding in this fast moving energy from Sagittarius, but it's going to also ask you, what do you really believe in? What are you saying yes to? And what are you saying no to? And how to really step into your own faith and your own belief systems and step away from the old things. That's what Saturn is representing for us. So this moon, you know, is going to help us to not only examine but expand into those this truth. And it's going to add that retrograde energy. So you can really use it to open up and receive these messages. And again, like, where have I been wasting my time? Where is it that I truly want to step into my life? But how can I have that faith with my new belief system, you know, going back on that truth because nothing is what it was. I mean, these past two years, I don't think any one of us on the planet are the same. We honestly don't even know what to expect anymore. Nothing is surprising. (laughs) So it's like how to really stand in that place of truth. Is there anything you want to add here?
0: Yeah, when I was connecting with this super full moon, I was getting how exciting it is and how brilliant and full and light it is, how it can shine up all of these places where we've been stuck and bring that up in this liquid light just to flow out. It's so easy the way it comes out. And then also it's like, All of these dreams that we have right now, it's just, it's got this big go, follow your dreams, do it, shining the light on that. And so it's beautiful healing and beautiful dream manifestation time.
1: Yeah. And I love that you said liquid dreams because this T squares Neptune. So the sun and moon, both T -T squared Neptune. And Neptune is that cosmic water, you know, that we come from love, you know, it's letting go and that that big belief, but this also opens up this whole imaginal realm. This is to bring in our visions, to connect into something bigger, to trust our intuition. And Neptune can make things feel confusing because it's like, after we're, you know, standing in this personal power and opening up to what things can be, of course, there's there's gonna seem like there's many different possible outcomes, right? And that's the confusing part about Neptune. Because Neptune is a cosmic dissolver. But it's like this ability to let go, knowing going back to the Sagittarius and Neptune is to know that you we can't know it all. And I think that's been honestly one of the biggest lessons we've learned in the last couple of years. We can't know it all. You know, so it's like how to let go and to trust that as things dissolve away, that they are resolving of what's been in place. But what's resolving of what's been in place is that can you imagine what things can really be like? And then using that energy and that strength from Saturn of like really having a new dedication and commitment to our own personal truth than Sagittarius, you know, to continue to grow, to continue to evolve, but also from this place of light, you know, from this place of personal empowerment to be able to, to really commit to it, to stand in it. And this is, I feel like, you know, like you were saying what we were talking about before, this is a really positive moon you know, is not only with that water element to bring in and to allow it to release, but allow something different to come in. Allow these illuminations to be of light that make you feel empowered in who you are, that make you feel like you can stand in your truth and have faith and trust in everything that you want and is happening in life.
0: Yeah. And to trust in your own intuition. Part of what I want to teach people is bringing in that trust in your intuition. And so for me, like connecting in with this super full moon and what I'm feeling, that's my feel. And if you want to try that, you get your feel because your own frequency and your own uh, makeup of how you were born, you're gonna feel something totally different. And so if you sit with this, Part of it is just using your psychic senses, just like we have with our our physical senses. It's like imagining what this full moon tastes like, sounds like, what it feels like. You know how how would it speak to you? Just like imagine all of these things. What does it what it would it feel like to sit on this moon or be inside of this full moon, or you know with with Saturn in retrograde? The same thing. Like all of a sudden, I was sitting on the rings, you know, and then watching what happened. What is it like for you when you connect with Saturn in retrograde? What does it feel like, look like, sound like, all of those things? This is the part that I feel like if all of us came into this type of empowerment, this type of wisdom within ourselves, we wouldn't, I guess, be in as much fear. We wouldn't be as controlled by society and that type of thing. Then we could ask ourselves, what's best for me? Rather than somebody else having more control saying, what's best for you?
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, and Saturn being the planet of manifestation, because it's a, you know, a 3D middle world planet for us to bring that strength and that commitment, you know, and it squares that solar plexus place is to really take back that power within ourselves. And that Sagittarius adds that restored faith you know, and to help us to keep saying yes to life and Neptune adding those to not sell yourself short, to go for those dreams that we were never meant to settle for less. And so, yeah, like sitting with those things, like how does that feel in the body, allowing that light to come in, to let that really fuel you, to really stand in that power, you know, and speaking with all this, I, you know, I don't want to talk too much on the solstice here, but as we approach the solstice, solstice means the sun stands still. So the sun's going to be at its at its highest point for four days and won't move. We have the most amount of light that comes down. And so this is the place to connect to light portals, to, you know, dimensions beyond this reality to receive different light codes. But it's like here we're at the solar plexus gate. So it's like we're being given this opportunity with that Saturn square, the solar plexus to take that action back, you know, and, you know, just going with this energy, receive it in the body. Have that be a commitment and a noble purse purpose, not only for you, but for all of us, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like one person does it and we keep like, oh, wow, they did it. I can do it too. You know, and really allowing that Sagittarius to restore our faith, connect to our dreams and that we can create a different world, a different reality as this old one kind of, you know, falls apart. You yeah. know, I want to say, you know, there's no going back to what things were, but this is such a beautiful place to really uptake this light and really be in a different kind of expansion not only with ourselves but with the earth herself.
0: Yes. And are we still going to be within our third chakra with Venus at solstice?
1: We are. We'll be there till the 20 I think the 26th that we transfer into the belly chakra. And you know, and always during times of planetary alignments like the solstice, you know, the, it's lined up a certain way. This is where we can receive messages beyond our galaxy, you know, like going into these sacred times, you know, and I want to say something about sacred time, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when something really great happens in your life and you're just so involved fully in it that it could have felt like a year or five seconds that it doesn't even matter. You don't check the time that's what the solstice is bringing there's a standstill of the sun of its highest point to bring all this light in so it's really sitting with this full moon allowing these illuminations come in of personal truth and personal power how to release and let go of all these things and going back to morning star remember this is the choice to remove things that don't serve us anymore. So honoring what has been coming up during this cycle around power, you know, and know that when anything comes up, it's because we're strong enough and ready to deal with it now. You know, like we can look back at something and be like, geez, why did things just happen over and over again? Or this month has been so crazy. It's because when things sometimes are happening or have happened, You know, we have to keep going. We can't really like maybe emotionally deal with it at that time, but things come up in a sacred time. Those are our sacred moments of our lives. But it's like, so honoring this moon cycle coming up around the solar plexus is like, remember that it's preparing us for this sacred time to come in for all this light to come in, to allow our truth to illuminate, to connect back in with those dreams and be on this inward journey of taking back our own personal strength with Saturn rewriting the script you know saturn's got this huge bad rap for you know like these rules and limitations and these constructs when really it's just an operating manual and without saturn saturn is i feel like the reason why i mean for me i have such a strong saturn complex but you know it's why we brush ourselves off and try again it's like why we're hard-headed it's why we're never gonna fail because we keep trying you know, and there can be different ways to approach it. And I feel like Sagittarius is giving this, this expansion into trying something different, something that will let us be in our power, something that will let us connect into our dreams and our truth and help us to find humor in the stuff that we really need to let go of going back to that Gemini piece. Yes. And it feels good right now. It feels really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So you want to bring in some lemon balm?
1: Yeah. I wanted to talk about lemon balm because, well, so lemon balm is in the mint family. And if you're in, if you're anywhere on this entire planet, there's lemon balm somewhere. <laughs> she grows everywhere and lemon balm is in the mint family and helps with digestion. Um, So she helps with digestive disorders, spans, spasms and cramps in the body, anxiety, restlessness, melancholy, headaches, depression, anything to do with stress. Um, she also helps to bring a good night's sleep. But you know, going back to this depression piece, this digestion piece, she helps to clear the mind and bring in more light. Like just going back to that place, her name is called Sweet Melissa because she attracts to bees. So on a spiritual level, if she's shining bright and letting those illuminations of light out She helps us to attract people in our lives to help us shine more radiant, you Mm -hmm. know, to really allow our, I want to say like terpenes, but our essence, you know, that true essence of ourselves. And so through that digestive process of herself too, she helps us to digest what we need left to digest, to be able to actually stand in that light. So she can help to change and shift our vibration to bring our spirits back in but it's our own spirit. So she's just that guide, you know, and it's this sweetness, you know, it's not necessarily like this jolt of light. She's adding this calm energy to us. And so she helps to boost spiritual growth and then to help us be assertive with our dreams and our visions. And so, you know, as we move through life, we have, all, we've got all these fears and challenges, especially around the solar plexus. You know, it's like, well, what happens if I just go out and just stand in this whole new truth and just, you know, change my life or, you know, there's going to be this place where we might get stuck or caught up in old stuff. And that's that Saturn piece. Mm -hmm. And so with the lemon balm, she helps us to reveal what's been hidden within the deep places of our emotions, bring them up and digest them. So we don't get stuck in them, that we can continue to move in this retrograde motion that we are with Saturn to help bring up more light and so we can call upon her, and if you listen really quietly, because I just want to go back to the sweet Melissa, she talks really gently, really quietly. And she will urge for your dreams and your courage. But this is what I love about her is that she's everywhere, you know, And she reminds you that you can make the impossible possible. She grows everywhere in your garden, in the middle of the road, you know, in front of the co-op, you know, she's popping up everywhere. And it's just a reminder that we can too.
0: Yeah. And I was connecting with her and she's one of my herbs in my garden. And when I was connecting with her, she felt like an internal massage, just like this full moon that we have removing any plaque in my system and that light, that huge, massive light that just shines and removes the plaque also, just like what that moon is doing for us right now. So it was just so perfect. Also, she was showing me how I don't honor myself enough. And just like with what we're talking about with Saturn or with this third chakra coming in. And so she was asking me to come sit with her you know, even if it's just like one minute every day to start honoring her and that reflection will honor me.
1: I love that. And, you know, yesterday I just want to share, cause this is something really easy and I think brings more light. I, um, I went out and I made some lemon balm lemonade <clears throat> and I just grabbed a bunch, bunch of lemon balm and just, you know, boiled some water and let her steep for about 15 minutes and just added a bunch of lemons and you can sweeten it any way you want but drinking it throughout the day. But you can see how refreshing it is, right? It's just like so refreshing to allow yourself to digest, to stand still, to feel that her sweet vibration come in and to allow yourself to actually receive it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that sounds so good.
1: Yeah. Oh, one other thing. I
0: wanted to talk about when we embody feel and imagine what it's like to embody lemon balm or feel what it's like to embody this super moon or anything. When I was feeling what it was like to embody the sun in Gemini, my heart started to feel like it was being tickled. And that was so funny because you brought up the humor of Gemini. So
1: cute. You know, Gemini is such a sweet energy, you know, it's in service to spirit and in air. So It allows us to change and shift and become mutable, Mm -hmm. but it really adds this humor. You know, Gemini wants to know how many forms of freedom are there, but it's Mm -hmm. almost like to learn all the rules that there is to learn so that we can find our own ways of freedom. You know, so it's like, you know, you're not affecting anybody else's power because you understand the way things work. You just want to make them work for you, you know? And so this, this Gemini Sagittarius access point is this quest you know allowing yourself to be free allowing yourself to be on the journey and transform with that fire of sagittarius but really connecting into something bigger allowing yourself to expand and really shift
0: yeah those two together would be so combustible too you go big. yeah
1: yeah which is why it's so great to have the saturn in place here mm-hmm. you know is it really grounds it, it adds strength to it, and it adds a place, a manifestation to it. So, you know, like I was saying this, you know, this air and fire, it is combustible. It moves really fast. It's mutable energy, it's mutating. And so adding this Saturn and Aquarius piece, it adds a fixed energy to it. You know, it slows it down and it brings in strength. And then we've got the t square to Neptune. It adds this emotional sense. It adds a dream sense. It adds more of an imagination. But we've got all these elements present here to really help like ground, stabilize and really transform it all and allow it to shift into something greater and bigger beyond of what we could have imagined and believe in it with trust and inspiration.
0: Yes, all of it. Yeah, Yeah, so I have an idea for a super full moon ritual and you can make it as big or small as you want. I love to do fires to release anything and so you can make a big fire or you could just write something down and put it in a pot and burn it but this is to release anything that was left over from our massive eclipse time or the retrograde that we just went through and then I made a mix for shaking things off for dancing and just moving and getting all out and then moving into more of that dreamy and spiritual self-love type space at the end of the mix. And that leads to what are the dreams that you have that you want to put your energy towards, put your light towards and and bring into your body, bring it into your power and your self-worth that you deserve your dreams. And with that, I'm thinking either taking a bath, you can do a beautiful bath ritual for yourself or charging some water and drinking it or both. And so you could do all of the above or just pick whatever you want from that.
1: I love the dancing aspect. You know, it's like remembering to have fun and that childlike nature. Yes. You know, to really let go and feel, you know, kind of almost going back to Taurus too, but it's just to remember that you can receive pleasure in the body and remember to let go and allow yourself to shift and move and be with that energy. And the other thing about lemon balm, I wanted to say is she's an amazing antiviral. And I think a lot of that is because it keeps our energy bright and moving. And so, you know, when we shift into different vibrations, she can help us to maintain that energy bright and wide and putting lemon balm tincture in your water, even though it's an alcohol extract, if you use alcohol tincture, you can taste the lemon balm. I put lemon balm tincture in my water all the time. And, and just drink her during the day.
0: Awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to put the link as a Spotify playlist if anyone wants it for their dance party or make your own list your dance party list and have fun. Awesome. Thank
1: you for Nicole. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Thank you for sharing. It's so good to see you again and talk again
1: yes and thank you everybody for sitting with us on this full moon this cycle and bringing in this positivity and light with us as we're just shifting into a different time and remembering that solstice marks a new beginning of time so really allow that light to to come in and allow your own light to radiate